Modern life. Between careers, kids, and health, it can be mayhem. That's why we're here. I'm Dr. Lisa Varghese-Kroll. And I'm Dr. Lonre Falusi. We're physicians, moms, and longtime friends who break it all down for you. Wondering how to juggle all the balls and still stay sane? Looking for advice but don't want to be overwhelmed? Curious about how to make the most out of life for your family but enjoy it at the same time? You're in the right place. Welcome to Health and Home with the Hippocratic Hosts. On this episode, we're getting deep into waste. How can we reduce the amount of trash and other waste that we generate in our homes? Where can we do better with saving food, clothing, and household products? And our hack of the week will leave your mailbox happy. Hey, Lonre. Hey, Lise. Happy spring. Finally. Happy spring. Oh, my goodness. And with April comes Earth Day. Yes, yes. And lots of sneezing for me, too. (laughs) Right. I know. I feel you. (laughs) So this year, Earth Day is April 22nd. So we thought it would be the perfect time to share some tips on small steps that we can all take to preserve this planet for our kids and future grandkids. Specifically, how can we avoid filling up more landfills? Mm. Okay, so Lise, pop quiz. According, <gasps> you ready? <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna gear up. Okay, uh, all right, <laughs> putting all right. me on the spot. <clears throat> That's right. According to the Environmental Protection Agency or EPA, how much trash or solid waste is produced in America each year? Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Can I call a friend? <laughs> that friend being you. <laughs> Please respond in the form of a question. <laughs> Okay. All right, Alex, what is 1.5 billion pounds? Um, okay, now I have to convert pounds to tons. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week with the conclusion yeah, of this episode. Exactly. <laughs> Doing math in my head, I lost that skill about 25 years ago. It is about 293 million tons a year. Wow. Yeah. So that's about five pounds of trash per person per day in the United <gasps> States. And <gasps> it's estimated that the U.S. per person, per capita, actually produces about five, three to five times more waste than the average country in the in the world. Oh, my God. So we that, that is a list that we do not want to be at the top no. of, but we are right there. And only about a quarter of what gets trashed or what gets produced um, in the United States actually gets recycled each year. Wow. That is a crazy stat. I mean, I don't like to think of myself as producing five pounds of trash Mm -hmm. by myself a day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm guessing most of us don't really like thinking of that. So we're talking today about how to reduce waste in our homes. And this isn't only about how we fill up landfills, but it's also about, you know, the trucks that have to ship the items that we end Mm -hmm. up wasting and the time that you spend purchasing items that you don't use or don't use fully and not to mention the money. Right, right. And when we think about preserving the earth or slowing down climate change, these feel like such huge issues, right? (laughs) And, yes. you know, for sure, national and international policy changes are needed. Mm-hmm. And for that, we encourage you to check out websites like earthday.org, which we'll link to in our show notes at hippocratichost.com. But, you know, to make it feel not so big, we want to talk about things that are immediately within our control, particularly how we preserve and not waste the food, clothing, and household items that we have in our homes. 
So we did a little crowdsourcing for tips. You'll hear some shout outs to listeners who shared some unique ideas with us and find us on social media to share your own ideas. All of our social media handles are on our website at HippocraticHosts.com. All right. So let's start with a big one. Food. (laughs) First, (laughs) fruits and vegetables. It's so easy, right, to overbuy on produce. I mean, who hasn't? Heck yeah. yeah. Who hasn't gone to the grocery store with great confidence saying, this is the week when I'll start eating more fruits and vegetables. And then you fill up your cart with all that lovely, healthy produce eating the rainbow, right? You get home, you put it in the fridge. And then two weeks later, there's this like nasty, unrecognizable, brown, disintegrated mess in a plastic bag in the back of your fridge. Oh, man, (laughs) nothing feels worse, honestly. You know what I mean? Wasting the food, the time and the money. So Mm -hmm. here's our first tip for fruits and veggies. Buy just what you know you will eat. So this may require making a list and being a little organized up front. If you want to be adventurous or if you're trying to eat more or eat differently, try new things, go ahead and buy extra, but in small increments. Mm -hmm. Second tip, if you do find that you can't eat at all, you can still save it. Before the food goes bad, put it in the freezer and use it for smoothies later. So Mm. this is great for fruits, of course, but also for green leafy vegetables, celery and other veggies that are really great for smoothies. And thanks so much to Katie in Minnesota for that tip. Nikki in Maryland also suggests freezing vegetable scraps and using them to make stock. I love that Mm -hmm. idea because you're really using all the parts of the vegetable. And again, you're saving money by making your own stock. Yeah. Third tip, buy produce while it's in season. So that means your local farmer is more likely to be growing it right now. Produce that's in season is less likely to need multiple days and tractor trailers to get across the country to your grocery store. So it might be more fresh when it gets to you, and it may last longer, which again can lead to less food waste. So it's pretty obvious when produce is going bad, Mm -hmm. but what about other perishables like eggs or even canned or shelf-stable foods? You know, those all come with expiration dates that are printed on the container. But did you know that expiration dates are not throwaway buy dates? It's actually a common misconception that the expiration date is your final chance to eat that food. Uh, And then often because of that misconception, people throw away food before they have to. Now, typically, that date is actually the recommended date for enjoying the quality and flavor of the food. And it's not necessarily a hard stop for the safety of the food. And we'll share a great resource in our show notes at HippocraticHost.com that breaks down when most foods actually do go bad. For example, eggs can often be consumed three to five weeks after the date stamped on the carton. Mm. But, of course, you should discard them if the shells are broken or cracked or if there's a foul odor. I mean, it's important to know how to avoid wasting food that's still safe to eat, but we're not actually advocating eating food that's (laughs) (laughs) actually spoiled. Yes, yes. Don't don't do that. (laughs) Preserve the food and your GI system, too. Right. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about another amazing way to reduce food waste. Composting. So it's estimated that a quarter of what we put in our trash bags can be composted. Wow. Yeah, right. Imagine reducing your trash waste by a quarter. So a lot of the food and other material that we tend to throw away can actually be turned into fertilizer to use in your own home garden. All right. So before you discount composting as being too difficult or like too crunchy or granola, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely encourage you to check out our show notes for a link to an EPA website that describes how you can compost at home. It may be easier than you think. You know, you could do it in your backyard or even inside your house. 
all you do is mix what's called brown waste, like dead leaves and twigs, with what's known as green waste, like fruit and vegetable scraps, coffee grounds, eggshells. You do that in the right ratio, and then regularly mix this with water. So depending on how large your compost pile is, it could take a few weeks to months for a smaller pile or a year or so for a larger pile. And then you'll have your own lovely fertilizer to help your plants grow. So you're reducing landfill waste and saving money by making your own fertilizer. Which is not cheap. You know what I mean? Like store-bought fertilizer. Mm -hmm. That's a significant savings. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of amazing how accessible composting has become because there are machines you can buy that enhance your composting process. Some of them like just sit on your kitchen counter like any other appliance or under your sink and you can add items right there in your kitchen. And best of all, most of them claim not to emit any odors, um, which you might expect from keeping food scraps in your home for weeks, which just makes it easier to do and to make it part of your daily routine. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, many cities and counties now offer curbside composting. They'll pick up your trash and recycling and then separately your materials that you want to compost, which I think is great. Again, just making it easier for people to actually participate in that. Absolutely. That's key. Ease is key. So however we can make Mm -hmm. these things easy, uh, the more likely we are to do them. Right. So let's shift from food to reducing our waste in what we wear. So before you buy a new piece of clothing or a new pair of shoes, consider whether you can buy that item secondhand. That will not only likely save you a lot of money, it also reduces waste. Because think about the plastic and paper and cardboard that's needed to wrap the item, and then the gasoline used for the trucks that ship them and the air pollution that comes with that. If you're buying the item used, it's better for the environment and for your pocket. I try to remind myself not everything I need has to be created new just for me or my family. So many things, including clothing, can be reused. ThreadUp.com is a great site for quality secondhand clothing. And you'll find even more options in our show notes at HippocraticHost.com. Totally. I, you know, one of my favorite pieces of clothing for work is actually a really like very pretty sweater jacket that I got at a consignment shop some years ago. I call it my Michelle Obama Jackie O sweater. <laughs> <laughs> and no one knows it was 20 bucks at a secondhand shop. No one except all of our listeners. Yeah. No one except it's, everyone out there. So, you know, also consider donating your gently used clothes to these organizations rather than throwing them away because someone might pick it up and love it just like I love this sweater. Absolutely, especially if you have kids, because as mm-hmm. we all know with kids, most of them outgrow their clothes before the clothes yeah. are worn out. Right. So, you know, going to the consignment store a couple times a year and passing on your kids' old clothing, um, whether it's consignment or uh, a place like Goodwill, you could really be getting more life out of that clothing and giving them to someone who would, who would love them just as much as you did. Absolutely. So another way to reduce clothing waste is sometimes we don't talk about, uh, and this goes for other things in our homes as well is to take better care of them in the first place. Clothes tend to last longer if they're cleaned and stored properly. And this doesn't have to mean dry cleaning everything or like putting up new cedar closets. (laughs) Just, you know, using a gentle setting in your washer and dryer, folding clothes, hanging them neatly in the closet can go a long way. And this is a skill that we can work on teaching our kids when they're young too. It's a basic Mm -hmm. life skill. 
Definitely. Yeah, this idea that, you know, of taking care of your things and not like throwing them around right. or, you know, keeping so clothes novel. like piles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, you know, I, I feel like whenever people have kids, they should get like, you know, here's your pack of diapers and here's your Marie Kondo subscription. <laughs> Start teaching your kids early about finding joy Seriously. and, you know, folding things neatly and putting things away. Otherwise, you will die under a pile of clutter. Oh, you my God. You will find your life worth <laughs> Seriously. So let's not forget about other household items, too. Um, so our first tip here is to buy items with less packaging. Yes. And pro tip, more and more online shopping websites are offering to ship an item in its own box rather than putting that, say, big box of diapers in yet another box with the website's branding. It's great when they default to less packaging on their own, but sometimes you do have to choose that specific option. Mm-hmm. I also love those beeswax wraps. I bought some a few years ago and use them for everything. You know, wrap fruit to take to work or put sandwich in the wraps or nuts or other small snacks. They're so convenient and they're such a great alternative to those plastic sandwich bags. Yes, and right up that same alley are washable fabric sandwich bags. Mm -hmm. We use lunch skins, and they can go right in the dishwasher and totally eliminate your need for for plastic Ziplocs. Our next tip is use a reusable water bottle. And there are tons of fun ones out there that you can customize. My kids loved picking their own colors. And I carry one with me everywhere, which means fewer cups in the sink. Who doesn't love that? And not needing to run, run the dishwasher as often, which is great. And taking a reusable water bottle to work or out on errands cuts down on single-use plastic bottles and paper cups. And honestly, it helps me drink more water. I have a real problem with getting enough H2O, and I'm not going to get up to go get a drink from a water fountain or the sink. So having a water bottle right at hand has made my kidneys much happier. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and similarly, if you pack lunch for work, use reusable containers like glass or silicone bowls with lids. And bring Mm -hmm. your own silverware. You know, this eliminates buying lunch, like takeout that comes in single-use containers. Also saves you money. And, you know, we know that it's, yeah, it's easier said than done, right? So if you want more guidance on how to make that a routine, we've got a show for that. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 32, which is All You Plan Eat, a guide to meal planning and school lunches, is chock full of ideas on how to make meal planning and lunch packing a breeze, which, again... As Lisa said, ease is key, right? If it's easier, then you're much more likely to stick to it as a habit. 100%. And don't forget about reusable grocery bags. After you used them on a grocery trip, put the empty reusable bags by the door after you get home so you don't forget to put them back in the car for your next shopping trip. And use them for any kind of shopping, not just groceries. You're reducing waste and saving money by not having to pay for single-use bags now that most jurisdictions in the U.S. are charging for plastic bags. We use EnviroSacks, which I love because they come in fun patterns and they fold down into a tiny case that you can keep in your purse or glove compartment. And we'll link to those in our show notes at HippocraticCoast.com. I love those too. Yeah. Um, and shout out to Noelle from Virginia. So she also recommends cutting down on plastic use by using glass dispensers for a hand and dish soap, which is great. Um, and then making your own yogurt in an instant pot and storing that in empty jam jars. Mm. She also, isn't that a great idea? Yes. Um, she also saves plastic bags that come with food items and uses those for scooping up dog poop. <laughs> Very creative. <laughs> I have to say, I've done that for diapers too. So it's yes, like, you know, you don't have to like grab a, a different bag if there's right. something that um, already came with something else. Just reuse that for that use. Perfect. And 
if you can't break away from your online shopping addiction, mm-hmm. and trust us, we are not judging. There's something nice about having snacks automatically shipped to you each month. And I mean, you know, a lot of the time you don't have time to make a trip to the store and it's easy when it just comes to your doorstep. Right. But think about alternative things that you can do with all the boxes that come to your house. Yes. I think this is great, especially for kids, mm-hmm. right? You know, my kids have turned Amazon boxes into like cars and playhouses and <laughs> totally wherever else their imaginations take them. You know, it really is true that little kids, like they're so much more excited by the empty box than by the expensive <laughs> gift that came in said box. <laughs> when will we learn? Why Why are we not just wrapping up empty boxes? I don't know why yeah. we buy things to go inside them, but let's take advantage of this quirk of kids. <laughs> Seriously. Because <laughs> that tip is also great for cardboard waste that isn't boxes, things like rolls of toilet paper or paper towels. Those are fun to add to the kids' toy box or to their craft supplies. And then when they're done making something out of them, they can put it in the recycling bin then. Yeah. And as for recycling, and I think many of us have made that a routine with different containers, maybe for trash and separate ones for recycling in your home, especially if there's recycling pickup in your neighborhood. But it really is important to know what kinds of items can be recycled Mm -hmm. so that we're not using all the like power of the recycling plants for them just to take things out to put into the trash for Mm -hmm. you. You know, but it's tough because it's not always straightforward and the recycling plants, they may differ on what they can and can't sort. So we'll link to a user-friendly and, dare I say, kind of fun website (laughs) from NPR that walks you through the types of plastics that can be recycled versus those that just need to go into the trash. A few quick rules of thumb on recycling plastic. So plastic wrap, that's trash, not recycling. Drink bottles, yes, they're recyclable, but the labels and caps generally are not. You can peel off the labels and put them in the trash before throwing the bottle into the recycling bin, but you don't have to. Other plastic containers like peanut butter jars or household cleaners, yes, they can be recycled, but it's best to clean them out first. Molded plastic containers like from a salad bar or lunch takeout, maybe. You have to check with your local recycling company, which you can find with a quick Google search. Or even better, go to earth911.com, enter your location and the type of material you want to recycle, and it tells you whether it's accepted or not. They also have an extensive database of recycling programs across the country. Yeah, and you can also look at the number that's printed inside that universal plastic resin symbol on the container. That's, you've probably seen these, the three chasing arrows that form a triangle. It's kind of synonymous with recycling. So if you look in the center of that triangle and you see a number one or two, which is the case for most drink bottles, then it's highly likely to be accepted by recycling programs. Numbers three through seven are less likely to be accepted, but it really varies. So again, the best thing is to check with your local recycling company or the Earth 911 website. And we'll link to that in our show notes. Last point about household items, look for items that are upcycled. So recycling takes waste like plastic or aluminum, puts it through physical and chemical processes, and creates something new with it. But upcycling takes that waste keeps it in its current form, and creates something new out of it. So it's like giving something a second life or a new function or beautifying it in some way. Um, So an example would be taking that empty tub of cottage cheese, washing it out, and having your kids put some stickers on it, and then it becomes their new pencil cup. Or rather than throwing out that piece of furniture, consider a repair and a fresh coat of paint, and you have upcycled your furniture. And there are billions of blogs Mm -hmm. out there on just this. Yes. And if that all sounds like a lot of work, just know that (laughs) I am probably the least crafty person there is out there. And I recently made a trivet uh, from old wine corks I didn't want to just throw away. 
I found this pretty easy tutorial from an upcycling website online. And okay, after I was done, I did have to Google how to get super glue off fingers and countertops. <laughs> Oops. Small price to pay. <laughs> exactly. But it really turned out nicely, you know, and something that I can use around the house rather than like dumping a bunch of old wine corks out, out into the trash. So if I can try to upcycle something, <laughs> then trust me, so can you. <laughs> that is awesome. Awesome. And now it's time for our Physician Mom Hack of the Week. So we've talked a lot about how to reduce the trash and other waste that your home produces. Our hack this week will help you limit the trash that comes into your home, namely junk mail. Now, maybe you're someone who loves getting credit card offers or deals on new (laughs) windows that you didn't request, but for literally all the rest of us, (laughs) there are ways to get off those lists. Now, there are a number of ways to stop or at least reduce the inflow of junk mail, but here are two of the best ways, both of which are recommended by the Federal Trade Commission, or FTC. One, go to the Direct Marketing Association's consumer website, dmachoice.org, and choose what catalogs, magazine offers, and other mail you no longer want to get. You will have to pay a small processing fee, but your registration will last for 10 years. Now, to stop the credit card offers, go to optoutprescreen.com, where you can choose to stop getting card offers for five years, or with a little more paperwork, you can stop them permanently. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> we'll link to the FTC page on our website at hippocratichost.com, so you'll have access to both of those methods, cutting out the direct marketing letters and the credit card deals. This can also cut down on your risk of identity theft if there are fewer papers floating around that someone could use to open financial accounts in your name. So it's a side benefit. Hopefully that makes everyone happy, including your overstuffed mailbox and our forests. That's right. Uh, So thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. For links to everything we talked about in this show, check out our show notes at HippocratichOst.com. And if you have more suggestions for our list of how to reduce waste, definitely share them with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest, so follow us there. Um, Please subscribe and review us in Apple Podcasts. And if, again, you like what you're hearing, finding it useful, definitely tell a friend about the podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Health at Home with the Hippocratic Hosts. Remember that all views expressed here are our own, not our employers. And all content is for informational purposes only and should not be construed as medical advice nor the establishment of a doctor-patient relationship. Always consult your own physician or healthcare team for any medical issues. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate us, subscribe, and tell a friend. And check out our website at www.hippocratichosts.com for show notes on this and all our episodes. Can't wait to chat with you next time.